Hey everybody, JKL back with you, and welcome to another broadcast of Let's Talk with JKL. It is March Madness time, as you may or may not know, and that is a time that I really enjoy. I've always loved college basketball, and so this is the time of year when we get to see who's got what after their seasons and tournaments. So today is day one of March Madness, and my brother Luke's going to be joining me shortly, and we're going to be talking about some of the uh, action that's going on today. So stay with us for that. And Luke is joining me now on the podcast. How you doing, Luke? I'm doing pretty good tonight. Just watching some basketball. That's good. Yeah, which game you got on right now? I've got the Michigan-Montana game on right now. Is that still kind of a blowout? It looked like Montana was having a hard time with Michigan over there. Yeah, they don't quite play the same level of competition as they do in the in the Big Ten. Michigan looks like a real strong team. They're going to be tough to beat. I think they're in the same region as Gonzaga, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they are. So let's get down to our brackets here. We're going to talk a little bracketology. Okay. Um, first of all, um, let's let's talk about how many brackets you filled out. Did you I just, just filled one? out one. Okay, so we'll just talk about your one bracket. Um, I can talk about three brackets because I decided to do two early early this morning. Add another two. And um, my first bracket that I did is 10 and 2. Um, my eight and f- let's see, 8 and 4. And my third, bra- third bracket is 10 and 2 as well. How's your bracket doing? It could be doing better for sure. I've lost a couple of my teams, including Nevada. Yeah. Being upset by Florida. Yeah, Nevada creeping back in there but florida was very solid at the end I yeah they, they play it in a tough league the sec there's five or six really good teams there nevada has a lot of talent but uh, they just couldn't handle florida today i thought those uh those twins were a little off today especially caleb martin he's got a pretty funky jump shot maybe even funkier than lonzo ball i don't know if you checked it out i did see it i didn't quite think it was that funky but well, it's kind of a. It looked like he was uh, kind of a slingshot. I don't know. It's kind of a rock back fadeaway shot. I think he went about I don't know three or four for twenty or something today. He was terrible. He had a rough time or something. Yeah, his brother actually did a little bit better. His twin brother um, Kobe. Kobe was a little bit. Yeah, it looked like he was a little more. But anyway, that was a bit. That was disappointing to see them go down so early. There was not that many teams on the West Coast. That's true. It was kind of disappointing to see that. But I had them picked in two two of my three brackets as well, so that wasn't helpful. But um, I I did think Florida, you know, was capable of beating them. It was. It's hard to pick those two. I almost think like the tens were more like the sevens. True. And the sevens were more like the tens today. We had a couple of upset ten sevens. 
that one. And then the other one was, um, let's see, Minnesota over Louisville, which I didn't see. Yeah, coming. I actually picked I Minnesota, I would, so I, I did get that one right. Uh, yeah, I picked Louisville on all three of my brackets on that. Mm. So that was a little bit disappointing. So I figure uh, let's talk about the East and then go from just like – each each one and just sort of lay out what we think is going to happen um first of all the east which is the number one seed is duke and i believe they were the number one overall seed i'm not certain of that yeah they think they were the number one overall okay so duke uh plays north dakota tomorrow have you seen anything or heard anything about them this year Nothing this year. I mean, I've seen them play in the past, and it seems like they've been in the tournament a few times. Um, they should have some quickness and some good shooters, but I don't think they're going to be able to handle the, the just the athletic ability and the size of Duke. Yeah, it seems like they're really going to struggle against Duke's, uh, you know, athleticism, like you said. Um, I really just don't see them – drawing too close unless they really get off to a great start and you know can hit some shots um that's going to help their confidence obviously i'm just looking back at their tournament results and it looks like they haven't been there since 2015 where they took on second or you know number two seed gonzaga and they lost by 10 so that's not a bad 15-2 outcome if you're um losing by 10 to the number two seed. So if they can lose within 10 to Duke, I think that'd be a pretty impressive result. To be yeah. Honest. I don't, I don't expect them to come within 20, especially now that Zion's back, but you never know. I mean, I believe they played the Huskies a few years back in the tournament, actually. Um, they played Duke. La- uh, okay. That's no, this year. North Carolina, North Dakota. It was in 15. North Dakota. It could have been North Dakota, yeah, because in 14 they played Oklahoma and San Diego State, and in 09 they played Kansas. They have got a victory so far against Oklahoma. They were a 12 seed against a 5 Oklahoma. That's pretty big back in. Uh, pretty good. That's not Duke, though. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't see it happening. No. It's pretty doubtful if you really. <laughs> okay, let's move on to VCU against. Central Florida, VCU, as you know, has has some history in the tournament. I don't know if Central Florida does. How do you like that one? Yeah, VCU. It's had a nine team. I don't VCU know much has, about VCU. Like, I know that Central Florida has like a seven six kid. I think his name's Fall, who's pretty good. The biggest guy on VCU is Sean Mobley, and he's only six eight. So that could be a problem that could definitely be a problem um it looks like the results for them were basically they haven't been to the tournament since 16 17 when will wade was the coach they got knocked out in the first round round the previous year and then shaka smart had them pretty much every year since 10 until 15 where they made it to the uh, final four which was their highest ever let's take yeah, a look at be, central floor interesting eight nine games you never know it could go either way i mean central really Florida can. is I mean, in a pretty good league it was you know disappointing to see louisville go down in the same league but um i think i'm gonna go with central florida 
Yeah, I decided to go with VCU um, and Central Florida twice. So obviously it's kind of a tough call, but I think I had Central Florida ranked a little higher in the Sagrin the Sagrin standings. And since it's at a neutral court, I believe, um, I don't think anyone's going to have an advantage. And where's that game being played? You know, I'm um, not sure. Not sure. Exactly. Let's see. Okay. Let's move on to uh, Mississippi state, a five seed against Liberty, a 12 seed. That could be a, you know, possible upset. A lot of people like Liberty for some reason. I've got them picked in one of my brackets to well, pull an upset. Liberty could. I don't know much about them, but if they're a 12 seed, they must have a really good record because that's a small school. Uh, Mississippi State is in a, again, they're in that tough SEC. They've got some good players. They got a, a guy named Weatherspoon who's real strong. Yeah, Mississippi State on paper looks like that they could handle that game, but from the past that there has to be some upsets in there. It looks like Liberty's 28 and 6, which is a good record for a mid-major. Oh, wow. And Mississippi State's 23 and 10, which is a good record for an SEC team. So that one is a tough call, but I'm thinking, you know, probably Mississippi State. Yeah, I'm taking Mississippi State for sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, Virginia Tech and St. Louis, Virginia Tech's a 4 seed. And their record was twenty four and eight. St. Louis twenty three and twelve, a thirteen seed. They must have by winning their comp, winning their tournament there. Oh, another thing I was going to mention about winning the tournament, um, automatic bid right now. I I think maybe the NCAA might want to re revisit that and use that tournament uh, victory as, you know, important but not be automatic bid, because there's too many teams that go in that really shouldn't be there. And that takes away from teams that probably are on the bubble that should be there, you know, ability-wise. True. What do you think I about agree. that? I agree. I think uh, a lot of good teams are sitting at home because they had one bad game. But I guess that's the same case as it would be in the tournament. You have one off game. That's the thing about college basketball, unlike like pro sports where you're in a series. It's a one-and-done kind of thing. So, you know, I can see it both. I can see both arguments on both sides. My feeling is that uh, there could be a really good team in, say, like a mid-major conference that maybe lost two, three, four games, but because they lose in the tournament, takes away all that entire season's, you know, great play because of one poor game that really should have just been counted as one game, not so heavily weighted as to, you know, take away – because you're not going to get more than one – team generally out of a mid-major maybe in the uh the conference with Gonzaga and St. Mary's well, you know you might get two like in like this but very rarely do you see two make it in from a mid-major I really think that the a lot of mid-major schools were disappointed to see Oregon win the Pac-12 tournament because that took an at-large bid away from a, a really good mid-major team although Oregon is playing so well now they obviously deserve to be in the tournament but but that you know, the pack. I don't yeah, think people I thought they'd get three teams in from the Pac-12. Probably not. I mean, unless that particular scenario came through, which I think it's kind of good that Oregon did pull it out because they actually could move on a couple of rounds, perhaps if they get past Wisconsin. If they play like they did against have Washington, they will. <laughs> yeah, if they're playing that well, then they might be able to get past Wisconsin 
I mean, Wisconsin's a five seed, but they have lost 10 games this year. And it is possible that Oregon, Oregon just peaking at the right yeah, time. That would be a good one. But let's go on. Let's see. What are we at? We're at. Uh, okay. We're at uh, Maryland against Belmont. Belmont. That yeah, was Belmont earlier beat, today. Uh, Maryland. Uh, that was a surprise. I, I picked Maryland in that one. Well, actually, I out. Belmont was ahead, but Maryland ended up winning. Wait, I mean, I picked Belmont in that one. I'm sorry. That was my upset. I picked Belmont. Maryland ended up winning, right? Right, right. So, yeah, I picked um, – I think I picked Maryland in two of the three, and I was happy to see that they did pull that out. I thought Belmont was going to win. They were really outplaying them pretty much the whole game. Yeah, it was a close one. It was one. only at the end that it sort of just choked a little bit and Maryland played well. Okay, so then we've got LSU and Yale. Um, the final on that one was uh, – 79-74 well, was game. I, LSU, which was a lot a lot closer than a lot of people. Yeah, LSU talent perhaps. talent wise is one of the best teams in the country for sure. And they're going up against an Ivy school who are always well coached. So sometimes they can pull an upset, but it looks like the athletes have prevailed in this one. Yeah, it does, but it doesn't really bode well unless LSU can pick it up for the next game. Maryland, who is probably an overall better team than Yale. But they did just barely beat Belmont as well. But I thought Belmont was a really solid team all year long, and it just was a matter of, you know, them the tournament. I thought they did so. They only lost by two points. So mm. it's just too bad that they were doing so well all game, and then they just sort of found a little cold spell at the end, and that was their demise. Yeah, well, you know, we talked about LSU, I think, on our last podcast about the controversy and them um, putting their coach on leave. And um, I think Javon Smart, whether he was going to play in the tournament or not. And it looks like he is. But I don't know. There's just a lot going on there. I'm not surprised they beat Yale, but I'll be really surprised if they go far in the tournament. I think so. Okay, um, let's go on to the next matchup which was minnesota louisville you said you had minnesota in that didn't you yeah i picked minnesota in that one i knew it was going to be close but again louisville is a little bit streaky and they've also had some um some controversy at their school this year with a new coach and you know all the the baggage that went down with rick patino and the fbi at the fbi probe they were looking into the recruiting so um, I did take Minnesota, and they did prevail. They played a good game. Well, um, also ironic was that the coach of Minnesota is Richard Patino. So I don't believe it's a relation. But that was strange that he t- took out Louisville. Okay, so let's go on to Michigan State and Bradley. Bradley played pretty well for a lot of that game. But Michigan State did pull it out, 76-65. Did you have Michigan State in all three brackets or your bracket? Yeah, I had Michigan State. I think, you know, they have a lot of size and a lot of experience, really good, well-coached team. So uh, I was surprised Bradley played as well as they did, but Michigan State's a tough team. Definitely. Uh, Oh, there was an incident in that game that some people were talking about, I noticed. Uh, Izzo was pretty upset with one of his players and, he went out to center court and was just reaming him and actually put his hand on his chest and stuff and was being held back by the other coaches. And 
it was really kind of an ugly scene. Yeah, I, know I saw that. that. I saw that actually. Cool. I saw a photo of him yelling at his player, and it kind of brought me back to it's memories not a of, good look. Uh, of Bobby Knight. And, you know how he used to treat That's his players. That's exactly what I was thinking too. Yeah, but uh, Seth Davis was talking about. Uh, he was discussing it. It looked like the two players that were on the panel, um, Candace Parker and uh, uh, Hayward, were basically saying that he crossed the line. And Seth Davis was like, well, he has such a good relationship with the players that, you know, they understand in the heat of the moment that, you know, you know, the coaches could get upset or, you know, people have the right to yell back and forth. I guess that's just, you know, one of those things that they they agreed to do or, you know. Anyway, he was basically trying to rationalize the coach's behavior. But yeah, I think I, I tend to sort he of – He wasn't making – he wasn't um, in any way apologizing for it. And even the player even said that it's it's not bad for him that he does it all the time and it's worse in practice which is kind of a scary thought actually you know i think some of these old school coaches maybe should um consider i don't know retiring earlier i mean izzo has got to be in his 60s mid 60s or so it's definitely something where in the age of um, social media um how quickly things spread on social media and how things can be sort of taken out of context you could see where that image uh, would not be a good look for anybody coach player any part of the school and I'm sure that uh, it's going to probably get a little bit more uh, flare up before it's said and done uh, now he didn't like push him or he, he just got in his face and pointed his finger at him shook his finger at him which you know right and I think, I think uh, hey we're, it's just kind of disrespectful like you if you don't you know if you don't really understand, looking from the outside, it looks pretty disrespectful. Yeah, and I know he's an emotional guy, and he has a great record. He's one of the best college coaches of all time. But that's definitely something that he should have taken the player out, pulled him aside, and you know, not made it such a public scene. And with all the bad publicity that's gone down at Michigan State in the last couple years with the, the big controversy and all the things with the, the gymnastics problem, you know, the – um, was it the trainer or whoever um, was involved in assaulting all those girls at Michigan State? It's just, it's not a good look. And I know Izzo was, you know, has had some problems with abuse in the past, and he definitely needs to tone it down, or maybe he needs to be reprimanded even. It's definitely a possibility, I think, too, that to just sort of like look, say, look, you know, this isn't acceptable. We're not going to accept it. Here's their punishment, you know, and and stop stop doing it. Right. Okay. So let's move on uh, to the next uh, next region here, the West, where Gonzaga is the number one number one seed there with, and they uh, went up against Fairleigh Dickinson. Uh, I didn't think anyone really. I mean, actually, you know, it it could have been that Gonzaga blew that one and just were off like they were against St. Mary's. But I think in the St. Mary's case, St. Mary's, I think, just knew a lot about how to play against Gonzaga and I'm, I'm sure fairly Dickinson tried to watch film and whatnot, but with, with Gonzaga at full strength, they're pretty hard to beat. They've got some really good athletes this year. And I believe they're probably going to make it all the way to the final four at least. Yeah. Gonzaga is really, really good this year. This is maybe their best team yet. I mean, they've had some great teams. They've been to the finals before, uh, but I believe that overall, just with their size and their athleticism and their guard play and their depth, 
that this this could be their year. In fact, I'm picking them to go all the way. Uh, I picked them on one of my brackets to go all the way, and I definitely think that this is the best Gonzaga team we've seen perhaps ever. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that if I really didn't believe they could contend for a championship, you know, or at least make it to the Final Four. So I hope they do because, you know, this is a bit of a homer broadcast in that we sort of like root for our Washington teams. Uh, so, or Northwest, at least I do. Um, you're down in California now, but I, I don't see you like changing your, your colors, your stripes as far as like who you, who you used to root for. Am I right? Well, I'd like to see Gonzaga do good. I'm not like a huge fan or anything. I'm more of a Huskies fan, but when I look at their roster, I see at least four, if not more NBA players on it. You got Hachimura, you've got um, Brandon Clark, Tilly up front, you've got Josh Perkins in the backcourt, and you know, a couple of other borderline players. They're just loaded. They really are. Um, other than Duke, I think they have the most talent. Uh, maybe North Carolina is after that or Virginia, but definitely they have a very solid, experienced team this year who, like you said, made it to the finals two years ago and almost won it against North Carolina. Okay, let's look at the next game that is actually going on now. I don't know if you have your TV on or if you're looking at the updates, but how's Syracuse looking against Baylor right now? Syracuse and Baylor, it was a close game last time I checked. Um, not sure Looks like it's at now. the half, 38. It's 38-37 at the half, Baylor. Oh, it's good. So, so that's yeah, a nine. Those, those are very close, game, close teams. That's going to be a tough one to call. Who? Did you pick Syracuse like I did on those? Yeah, I picked Syracuse. I mean, mostly because of their coaching and um, just their record in the tournament's been outstanding. And, you know, I don't like to pick against Jim Beheim And Baylor's been disappointing in other tournaments. Actually, I was kind of surprised they got a nine seed. But, you know, they, they're, they're talented, no question. And I just don't know how they're going to do against that yeah, slowdown do Syracuse style. Because they do definitely like to slow it down. You got to be ready for that. Okay, let's move on to Marquette and Murray State. That was earlier today, and it looked like Murray State had their way with the number five seed by 19. Yeah, that was a so surprise. maybe a little bit low seed there by Murray State. Were they were they seeded a bit low? I mean, their record for the season. Let's see. Murray State was 27 and four. That's a great record. Yeah, but they're they're in a, they're a mid major. They are playing against inferior competition. But it's interesting to to see if um, John Morant play against a team like Marquette and just completely dominate. In fact, he had the first triple double in the tournament, I think, since two thousand eleven. Yeah, he's definitely going to be a top three pick. I think. When he is, is he a sophomore? What is he? Well, I don't know. All I know is that he's almost averaging a triple-double, which is incredible. And people are putting him not ahead of Zion, but I think he's probably on number two on the draft boards right now. So what? how, how tall is he, you know? I, I don't think About he's six, that three? tall. He's maybe 6'3", six, 6'4", six, but he's an incredible athlete. Yeah, he's definitely going to be a gamer in the next le- on the next level for sure. Okay, let's move on to Florida State, Vermont. 
Uh, Vermont played pretty well. They lost by seven. Uh, picked them to upset Florida State, but they, they they gave it a nice run. Vermont's not an easy out. Yeah, that's impressive. Florida State has been playing really well lately. They made it to the ACC championship, and I thought they even had a chance against Duke. They've got lots of talent. They're probably eight or nine deep, lots of size and athleticism. So Vermont hung tough, but I think Florida State's going to be a tough out. That's going to be an interesting game next round against Murray State. Oh, definitely. I'm really looking forward to watching that one. That should be up on Saturday, I believe. Okay, next ball game was Buffalo-Arizona State. Arizona State beating St. John's in the uh, play-in game. And um, that's going to be a pretty good contest to watch, I think. Um, I picked, let's see, Arizona State in one bracket and Buffalo in the other two. So I was really kind of tossed between those two teams, whether or not Arizona State was going to be, you know, show their might from being in a slightly better conference. But Buffalo has been tough all year, top 20 team. Yeah, Arizona State's uh, been playing well, uh, being in the Pac-12 and down the stretch they went strong. But And they're also in the West. They're in the West, so Buffalo has to come out to play them kind of in their neck of the woods. Right. But Buffalo being a six seed um, in a small conference, that's they've got to be one of the highest rated uh, mid-majors in the entire tournament. It looks like they're playing in um, Hartford, Connecticut in that one. It is out. It says it's out West, but that's actually, that is in Hartford, Connecticut. What? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. How can right. it be the West region? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Are you there? Okay, we're going to take a little break. We'll be back with Luke. Okay, we're back here on Let's Talk with JKL with my brother Luke. Um, I don't know what happened there, but apparently it ended that segment there kind of abruptly, but Let's move on from where we were at. We're just discussing the um, the tournament here, the NCAA tournament that's going on. Just started to – well, it really started today. There was a couple of games in the last couple of days to play into the tournament field. I guess they were in the tournament in a, in a sense. Do you like that play-in game thing with the four games? Is it four games? Yeah, four games. Um, yeah, I think it, it gives a, some fans a little bit more hope, kind of like the wild card in baseball, I guess. So I don't mind it. I think those teams are – some of the teams from the play in four do really well. I know Syracuse made it all the way, I think, to the final eight last year, maybe. Yeah, a lot of a couple of teams have made it through pretty far, actually. Okay, let's move on to um, the other teams here in the West. I've got uh, Texas Tech, a three seed against North Kentucky. Um, that's going to be a, most likely a pretty big uh, lopsided game, but Northern Kentucky, 26 and eight, they're not a slouch at a 14 seed, but they don't have the competition that uh, in the big 12 and they ended up 26 and six. So, you know, they're pretty stout. Yeah. I'm just going to go with Texas tech in that one and move on hopefully. Yeah. I didn't really think that um, there'd be any issue on that one. Okay. Next game was Florida, Nevada. And as we spoke before, uh, Nevada lost that one. They were a seven seed. Uh, they came in with a 29 and four record. Florida only 19 and 15. But like we talked about Oregon earlier, they're peaking at the right time. They played very poised down the toward the end of that game. 
Yeah, I saw Florida play quite a bit in the SEC tournament. They look strong. They've got a lot of leadership, um, a lot of experience. they got a really good freshman guard, and they're going to be tough. Even with that record, they've come on strong, like you said. Okay, the final um, matchup in the West there is Michigan-Montana. And by the looks of it, I don't think Montana is going to give them any problems. Uh, right now it's 44-29, so it looks like Michigan's rolling over Montana. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not out of it yet for them, but they definitely have to put some shots together and play some defense, that's for sure, if they're going to have a chance. Okay, let's move on to the South region. Uh, this game is going to be played in Columbia, South Carolina, Virginia versus Gardner-Webb. Uh, Virginia, obviously, a one seed. Uh, they've been a one seed in four out of the set, last six tournaments. I mean, they really have been solid the last five years under uh, Tony Bennett Jr. I mean, he's a solid coach, but they just need to see what they can. Last year, they lost in the first round. It was the first time a 16 seed Baltimore County had beaten a one seed before. So I, I hope that's not going to be their fate this year against Gardner Webb, who uh, has a 23 and 11 record, Virginia coming in at 29 and three. I don't think so, but I didn't think so last year either. No, I think they're going to be much more focused this year. I mean, they're a very, very good team. They've almost beat Duke a couple times and beaten just about everybody else. They have a lot of senior leadership, great guards. Um, yeah, they're going to roll over Gardner-Webb this year. They're not going to let that happen again. Yeah, I uh, I didn't think that – I didn't pick them to lose in any of the three brackets that I'm working on. I really don't think that that's going to happen. I think they're actually going to probably make it to the – at least perhaps final four. I don't think they're going to win it, but they have solid, you know, unit, pretty deep, good three-point shooters. Okay, we're going to move on to Ole Miss and Oklahoma, another 8-9 matchup. Uh, I've got Oklahoma in all three. Oh, I've got actually got Oklahoma, Ole Miss, and my other one is Oklahoma. Hmm. I decided to go with Ole Miss just because it's a toss-up on those eight nines. You know, if you put all your eggs in one of their baskets, it might be uh, difficult to uh, – it's just difficult to predict. I think Oklahoma's rated a little bit higher. Yeah. But that doesn't really mean anything at this yeah, point. Yeah, you never know. Think. You never know. You you got, if throw you're playing more than out. one bracket, you should definitely play play them – some of them on some and some on the other. But I just kind of went with right. Ole Miss myself just because I think the SEC is a little stronger than the, the Big 12. But they're very even. I think it has to be this year, too, yeah. Okay, let's move on to Wisconsin and Oregon. That's a nice matchup. That's probably my favorite matchup of the first round because I really want to see how Oregon plays against Wisconsin. I think that that's a big – that could be a nice pick if you pick the 12 over the five on that one. I think Oregon's got a solid chance to, to do that. What do you think? Yeah. You know, I don't know. I think a lot of people are going to be picking Oregon to upset Wisconsin, including myself, but we'll see. Wisconsin has some big guys who are going to be a problem for Oregon. Oregon doesn't really have a big man to match up with Ethan Happ. So if they can do something with him, um, I think they can do it. I, I really like, the way that Peyton Pritchard's playing right now, their point guard. He's playing outstanding. I'd say he's probably the point guard of the nation right now, leading point guard 
guys playing like Steve Nash already in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah, he sure uh, looked really good outstanding. The, yeah, he looked great against the Huskies. He was the best player on the court for sure during the Pac-12 tournament. Was it 12 this year? You know, he didn't even make he didn't even make the All Pac-12 team this year. He was an honorable mention. And uh, watching wow. him play, it's like wow. He looked like he could have been player of the he, year. He could have been night. player of the year the way he looked. He looked a lot better than um, Noel did, at least in the championship game. Or Crisp. Yeah. Yeah. So that game's going to be played in San Jose, which which means that there's going to be a lot of Oregon fans going down for that one. I would think much more than Wisconsin. That's almost could almost be a home game for Oregon. Yeah, it'll be a good one. It'll be interesting. Uh, could go either way. I'm taking Oregon. Yeah, I definitely um, – I took Oregon in two out of my three brackets, so I definitely feel like this could be the upset of the tournament. Uh, Kansas and Irvine also going to be going at it in San Jose. Kind of a homer for Irvine, too. That's not far from San Jose. 30-5 and five record against Kansas State. A four seed, twenty five and eight. Obviously, a much better conference than UC Irvine's, but that could actually be a lot closer than you might think. I didn't pick Irvine, but looking at it now, I'm maybe sure. Yeah, Irvine's just been destroying teams in their conference, so they could be a sleeping giant. Um, I know Kansas State has had a really good year, but it wouldn't surprise me if Irvine knocked them off. Um, I am picking Kansas State just because of the experience, but Irvine's definitely a good dark horse. That's for sure. I'll be kicking myself if they win tomorrow. Okay, the next one in the south there is Villanova and St. Mary's. Uh, Villanova was able to hang on against St. Mary's, 61-57. I don't think Villanova's quite as good as they were the last few years, but it wouldn't surprise me if they got past either Purdue or Old Dominion in the next round. Um, after that, they'd end up facing, you know, Tennessee or Iowa or Cincinnati. So Tennessee is definitely the cream of that crop between Cincinnati, Iowa, and Colgate. So, um, yeah, I think Villanova may have a may have a difficult time. Purdue's up 32-19 at the half against Old Dominion. So I see Villanova having a hard time next round. What do you think? Yeah. If they yeah, play Villanova's Purdue. been so good in the tournament the last few years. I don't feel like they quite have the athletes they've had. They lost a lot of players to the pros um, this past year, including Brunson and uh, Bridges and, and a few others. You know, that uh, DiVicenzo, De- 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 I think, plays for the Bucks. So three, uh, three NBA yeah. players off last year's team so um to repeat what they've done is going to be tough so i think they're probably going to go down um either in the first or second round although i do have them beating saint mary's they did beat them by four yeah so they're going to be going up against probably purdue unless old dominion comes back from a 13 point deficit in the second half okay let's move on to uh cincinnati iowa seven and ten Cincinnati's a seven seed at twenty eight and six, and Iowa twenty two and eleven, a ten seed. Uh, both pretty good leagues. Um, Cincinnati fared a little bit better in their league, which is probably a little bit weaker than the Big Twelve or Big Ten. It's a big. Um, so Cincinnati in all 
three of my uh, yeah in all three of my pools there yeah i got cincinnati in in that one i was really impressed to see them knock off houston in their conference tournament i think houston's a really good team so i have them beating iowa and then running up against tennessee and that's a whole nother animal i don't have them beating tennessee well here's the good thing about that (laughs) Here's the good thing about that matchup against Tennessee for Cincinnati, should they beat Iowa in the first round. The game's going to be played in Columbus, Ohio. So that's not far from Cincinnati. Now, Tennessee isn't that far either. So I don't know how much of a home home uh, advantage it'll be, but at least Ohio. That helps. And Colgate, do you see uh, Colgate having any chance in that one? No, I've watched quite a few of Tennessee's games, and – they are really, really good. Uh, the SEC, I think, is probably the best conference in the country this year overall. They have the most depth, and Tennessee is right there. They got the experience, they got the athletes, and and uh, I think they're going to be they're tough. having a great year. Yeah, they're twenty nine and five, and you know they could have easily won a couple of those games. They lost. They beat Gonzaga already this year. They're definitely primed for a championship run, I think. Okay, so then the the last uh, region is the Midwest, and that starts off with North Carolina and Iona. Iona, one of those teams that I was talking about that got their automatic bid from winning the tournament, but has a seventeen and fifteen record. I don't I don't know if North Carolina might just they've got it in hand without putting out hardly any effort, but I don't see a Roy Williams team coming in uh, and over you know feeling too overconfident for the game. I think they'll be ready to go. Yeah, Iona has no chance. North Carolina will completely dominate that game. They are big, they are athletic, and they are NBA-ready, a lot of the players on their team. So I I, I would say 30, 40-point blowout in that one. It could very well be the case, my friend. Okay, uh, next game, Utah State and Washington. Washington, a team that... Um, you know, we've been waiting for them to get back into the tournament. They did pretty well in 2011, but we haven't really seen anything from them since then. So it's nice. At least the nines, you know, perhaps they could have, if they would have won the tournament, maybe they're looking at a five seed. I don't know. But Utah State's no slouch, 28-6. and Tournament, they won their league. Uh, what do you think about that matchup? Yeah, they look good. Uh, Utah State's going to be tough. I mean, the Huskies really were disappointing in the Pac-12 championship game, but they've had an amazing season. Um, The one thing that worries me a little bit is Utah State is a very good three-point shooting team, and they do really well against zones, and Washington is known for their zone defense. So um, it's not the best matchup for the Huskies, course i'm going to pick them because i'm a bit of a homer so uh but it's going to be a tough game it's going to be a very difficult game for washington to win but they definitely have a chance especially with matisse thibel and Jalen noel um, up top as far as their defensive pressure yeah i don't think uh, utah's seen any uh any defense as good as the huskies uh this year i know uh thibel is definitely going to be right there on the point of that defense and we'll probably come up with at least three or four steals. So if he gets himself rolling early on and can actually get a few shots in, and, uh, you know, I think the Huskies really have a good chance to 
to win that game. I'm sure hope. All right, let's move on to go state. Auburn was able to win that game, but it was a very close one, 78-77. New Mexico State had a chance to win it at the end. Uh, they just couldn't quite do it against Auburn. I thought Auburn was going to be a little stronger coming out of the box, but I think their nerves or something was affecting them because they were the better team, but they sure had a hard time, and uh, maybe they'll pick it up in the next round against Kansas, but that's going to be a tough matchup. Yeah, and uh, just back to that um... – Husky of Utah State. I mean, the the prize of winning that game, North Carolina. So it may even if they win, it's going to be very very difficult to get out of the second round. But as for Auburn, it may just be fatigue too. They've played what three or four games just last weekend in the SEC tournament, and they ended up winning. They they have a great team, and talk about three point shooters. I think over 50% of their points come from three-pointers. Almost all their shots seem to be three-pointers. Now, uh, I think in the SEC tournament, it was like more like 65% of their points. That's, that's good and bad. I mean, if they get on a bad streak, then that could cost them if that's what they're counting on their points from. Um, they've luckily been able to turn it on in every game, including in the tournament there. Um, one last thing about um, – the Huskies, um, they did lose to North Carolina last time they had a nice little run into the tournament. They ran into North Carolina and lost in 2011. So let's hope maybe they can get a little payback eight years later and not that any of those players were playing yeah, again. They're definitely but, capable of going on a run. They're, um, they play great defense, and they are really good three-point shooters. So they're kind of streaky, but if they get hot, they'll be tough. North Carolina wants to face, so I'm pretty sure they're going to state because Washington has some athletes on that team that could actually game is um, Kansas Northeastern. That was a huge blowout, uh, 34 points for Kansas Northeastern, no match. How do you like that Kansas Auburn matchup? Well, that ought to be a good one. In Kansas, um, you know they've lost one of their best players. Um, not too long ago, but they've rebounded and they didn't win the their uh, conference title for the first time in, I don't know, over 10 years, I think. But they still have a really good team. Um, it'll be good. It'll be two different styles, but I, I think I'd probably take Auburn, but Kansas is tough too. I think I picked Auburn to um, to beat them in all three of my brackets, but I can't really count Kansas out. How can you? I mean, they're just solid, great coach and a lot of history there um the next uh, matchup is iowa state and ohio state 19 and 14 ohio state iowa state to six seed 23 and 11 so six versus 11 that one actually could go either way i, I do like iowa state uh to win that one but ohio state could be a nice upset pick there for some people yeah i'm gonna go with iowa state there they've they've had a really good year and you know they're due to to really do make a run in the tournament. I think, and I think I think they're they're better than Ohio State. I saw Ohio State play a few times, and they didn't really impress me that much. Well, I know this next team's uh, impressed you quite a bit. Houston, thirty-one and three against Georgia State, a fourteen seed. Houston, uh, that's a pretty high seed for uh, someone coming out of their conference, but they've they 
certainly could go a long way in this tournament. What do you think about him? Yeah, I like Houston a lot. I think Houston can easily get by Georgia State. And then um, I think they can win the next game against Iowa State. I have them going all the way to the Sweet 16. I saw that. So you think that they're going to get past Kentucky in the round after that, huh? Oh, wait. I have them going to the final eight, right? Oh, yeah. I do have them beating Kentucky. Yeah. I think they're definitely capable right. of that. So, Kentucky's good, but they lost PJ Washington, who didn't play, isn't going to be playing in at least the first round of the tournament. And that's a big loss for Kentucky. That is a big loss. I don't think they'll need it against Abil- uh, Actually, they didn't need it. They beat Abilene Christian 79 44 without him. But yeah, in the next round, they're going to be up against either Wolford or. Seton Hall, who's going on right now. Yeah, Wolford's um, playing well. Remember. I think Wolford's you, beating him, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of thought Wolford was going to pull that game out. I've got Seton Hall in one of my brackets, but Wolford in the other two. Wolford's a tough team this year, for sure. Okay, final game of the uh, the bracket uh, was Kentucky Abilene Christian, and, that, and you heard that Kentucky was able to win that one. So I think what we're going to do is um, – sort of wrap it up for tonight and then get back together after the first round wraps up and uh, talk about the next round's matchups. Does that sound good? All right. So we're going to take a short break and then we'll come back with Luke and say a couple of last parting words. All right. Sounds good. Okay. We're back with let's talk with JKL. We got, Luke, um, I didn't get there, but I'm I'm thinking that we get back around and uh, discuss who we think is going to do what. Um, why don't you let me know who's who's your now though? Well, right now in my final four in my bracket, I went with Duke, like everybody else. I also went with Gonzaga, and I believe I have Tennessee and. North Carolina, I think. Did you pick North Carolina over Houston? <laughs> Is that your pick, North Carolina over Houston? Yes. Okay, I thought you said Houston was going to the Elite Eight at least. The Elite Eight. I think North Carolina, like I have Tennessee. North Carolina beating them. And then I have, um, in my right. finals, I have Gonzaga against Tennessee. Yeah, that should be a great game if it comes to fruition. For sure. I've got Gonzaga um, going up against North Carolina in my the brackets with Gonzaga winning that. And on my two brackets, I've got Duke uh, outshining Auburn and Duke beating North Carolina. Any of those three reps would be nice for me. I enjoy watching Duke. I think they're talented. I'm a little concerned about uh, the three-point shooting talented and could you know they get so many opportunities at the hoop and I might be a little bit concerned as well as maybe the free throw shooting of their top two players being in the mid 60s but I just think they get so much of a lead might matter in the final couple of games there but maybe before that I don't really think so yeah it should be exciting I'm looking forward to it and I will uh, talk to you before the round of 32 starts and we can preview the upcoming games. 
Sounds good, brother. I appreciate you coming in to the broadcast tonight. Have yourself week and enjoy your weekend. You and let's too, enjoy bro. these ball All right. games. All right. Good talking to you. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Stay blessed, brother. Okay, cool.